0: What's up? Welcome into Best on the Board. Monday, May 23rd. Thanks for starting your week with us. Michael Beller here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. We're getting back in the diamond, taking a look at the MLB slate and offering up some of our favorite plays for today's MLB games. Joining me to do so, Nick Groke, who also covers the Colorado Rockies for us here at The Athletic. Nick, what's going on, man? How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay. The uh This is a great next three days of baseball games. There's some fun, Mm. fun series starting this week. Uh, It's a it's a great and today's a great day for a parlay.
0: Ooh, and you don't often get to say that, too, because, you know, there's a reason why every single gambling commercial on television is like, come make this eight leg same game parlay. You could be rich tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're not going (laughs) yet. (laughs) However, yeah, we're going to do exactly that. Yeah, we're going to do, well, not eight legs, but we're going to find some. We're going to find actually a couple that we like. At least uh, yeah, there's a few things we can put together today and, uh, you know, make uh, what is unattractive bets into attractive ones, assuming that the favorites can take care of business. We've got some plays for you on this episode of Best in the Board. We're going to start running through them right now. And, and, Nick, let's start with one that we share. The One of the series that you are referencing, I am sure, is Mets and Giants getting together in San Francisco for what should be a fun series in the uh, series opener on Monday night we've got David Peterson taking the m- bump for the Mets Alex Cobb opposing him for the Giants the Mets are slight underdogs in this game sitting at plus 120 the Giants at minus 145 on the money line we are of the same mind of the on this I just think this is a, a little bit mispriced given how the Mets are playing baseball recently this season basically all together so I like the Mets you like the Mets I'll let you take this one away first why do you like the Mets to uh, get a victory tonight well, uh,
1: uh, starting with a reason not to sometimes teams coming out of Coors Field and the Mets just won a series in Denver, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Weather, mm-hmm. a weather, a weather delayed series, they had to play a doubleheader on Saturday, but sometimes teams coming out of Coors Field, uh, can, can suffer the same kind of hangover that the Rockies suffer when they go on the road. Yep. Um, and going from Denver to San Francisco is brutal. It's the most opposite basically you can, you can have for a hitting environment, um, and really, for, and really for a pitching environment, um, but uh, but the the Mets didn't really break out in in Denver exactly. They didn't score a ton of runs, uh, but they did it very professionally. Uh, you know, like Francisco Lindor knocked a guy in from third with a single. Like they weren't bombing mm-hmm. their way through through Denver through Coors Field, uh, but they were playing very smart and they were playing very confidently. And this is like a playoff preview type. Yeah type series like this is a great series Mets and you know Mets at San Francisco against the Giants uh the Mets are playing really well they have a pitching advantage in this game in my opinion with Alex Cobb uh and the Giants are good I mean the Giants are slouched clearly but the, Met, the Mets are in a really good place right now um which is weird to say because they don't have Max Scherzer and they don't have Jake Grom mm-hmm. um but they are in a very good place right now they they're very cohesive they play really well together um they don't freak out when they you know when they have a 1 2 3 inning against them uh, i i just i really like i really like the mets especially in this matchup and you know i don't i don't it's not a series probably that they can sweep but if we're looking at this case, games only um the Met, the mets are just in a really good place right now
0: i mean we're what 7 weeks in change into the season and pete alonzo maybe is the NL mvp if we were voting on the first 7 weeks of the season I mean, he's just been hitting everything in sight. This team is playing really, really well, and I, I think that this line, you know, is is based on. I think some. You make a good point about going from Colorado to anywhere, let alone Colorado to San Francisco, like the Mets are doing right now. And, and then I do think that the line has uh, got a little bit of pitcher name brand recognition uh in it in that you know we all know who Alex Cobb is and you know there's some good there's some bad but you basically know what you're getting. David Peterson, not quite the same. David Peterson's probably not in this rotation, if this rotation is fully healthy. But with the injuries to DeGrom all year, now Scherzer, Taiwan Walker in and out of the rotation, we've seen quite a bit of David Peterson starting pitcher this year, and it's been really good. A 1.89 ERA, a 1.10 whip in 19 innings so far this season, 16 strikes you worry a little bit about the eight walks, but he's keeping the ball in the bar- ballpark. He's not really getting squared up a ton. He's missing plenty of bats. I mean, this guy can I think take care of business against the Giants. So what this comes down to for me is just the, the market being a, a little bit off. If this if this is Mets plus one ten, Mets plus one hundred five, I'm probably not b- betting it because that feels like the right price. But Mets at plus one twenty with the way they're playing, with the fact that I do think this this line misses that the Mets have the better starting pitcher taking the mound in this game. I like the Mets a lot. This is probably my favorite play of the day.
1: It's a to- it's like a toss-up game, I think. Mm-hmm. In a in a lot of ways. Uh in yep, fact, yep. what's the run line is real close, but the but yes, with we, if they if they you know, if at -120 like this is a great this is a great game for the Mets.
0: Yeah, I'm really, really feeling the Mets getting that little bit of plus money here. And yeah, to see them go from uh, plus 120 all the way to minus 165 and you give them a run and a half, I mean, you always are going to see a a decent swing. Of course, uh, the the underdog is always going to become the favorite when you're giving them a run and a half. That's how run lines work. That's what makes them interesting. And unless it's a, you know, like a Yankees Orioles matchup when Garrett Cole is taking the mound for the Yankees like we have uh, tonight. But it takes something like that for it not to swing in the money line dogs favor, but... This still feels like a a really, really nice matchup for the Mets to get plus 120. So we are both going to back the Mets getting that plus 120 as our first play on Best on the Board. Let's go to one of your plays for our second one. We've got Brewers and Padres, another fun series going on. This one in San Diego. Adrian Hauser gets the start for Milwaukee. Nick Martinez getting the start for San Diego. What are you looking at in this matchup? Uh,
1: another, Another really close, good game. Uh, the and and again, like possibly, probably, maybe another playoff type preview series. Yep. Um, this is a great series. The Padres, are like weirdly, you know, if, do you remember when the Padres, uh, you, you know, when they started to to kind of come together uh, a year or two ago, they were just yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like you couldn't not hear about uh-huh. the Padres. Now it's weird. They're really quiet this season. You're not hearing yeah. like a ton about the Padres, but they're no, winning.
0: But we'll
1: do that. Right. Right? They're winning. They're not, they're not, they're not a great offensive team, top to bottom yet. Uh, they're out, their outfield struggles to kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they keep winning. They keep scoring and they keep winning. Manny Machado is playing really, really well. Um, and he's essentially carrying them, carrying them offensively. Uh, But their pitching is coming back together after suffering, like you know, a domino, an entire domino set of injuries over the past few years. Um, A lot of things are going right for the Padres, but uh, the the Brewers, though. Speaking of, they're like the kings of quiet teams.
0: Yes, (laughs) for (laughs) years and years and years now. (laughs)
1: Exactly, and uh, they just they just like you know they're just always there. They they have so much pitching depth. When you look at their their entire staff, starter through the end of the bullpen, um, that they're that's I mean that's how they get along, I think, and and then do so well, you know, sometimes do so well in the playoffs. But Mm -hmm. um, I just you know even you know even giving a run and a half, I like the Brewers in this game in a in a lot of in a lot of ways for just you know for the pitching matchup, I think they're going to just suppress. There's just when you're you know when you when you move that when you move that brewers pitching staff to a pitching environment in San Diego and i know that they've moved the fences in and it's a little less it's a little less off- offensive not 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 offense offensive but you know uh, mm-hmm. egregiously offensive uh, pitching <laughs> environment even then uh, the brewers, the brewers staff in San Diego I'll take them i, I, I will uh, i mean they they they're so good at suppressing runs um, and they're so built for doing it strategically, uh, especially in the middle of a game. That I think they can keep the Padres down enough to get over uh, get over the one and a half.
0: Yeah, one of these teams that uh, one of these organizations, there's a handful of organizations in Major League Baseball that if a pitcher goes there, if a pitcher is coming up through their system, we sort of give them inherent trust that they're going to get the most out of that pitcher. in Milwaukee definitely one of them, and they're doing that with Adrian Hauser. Of course, over the weekend, Freddie Peralta going to hit the IL with shoulder tightness, so uh, they might have to lean on that depth more than they would like to with a guy like Freddie Peralta hitting the IL, but uh, that has no effect on this game as constructed tonight. You're laying the one and a half on the pot, on the Brewers, excuse me, that's going to pay out at plus 155 if it hits for you. For me, I'm going to another one of these great, fun series, and this is one another one that we, you know, aren't going to see a ton of. We don't, yeah Mets Giants, that's going to happen a couple times a year. Bruce projays that's only going to happen a couple of times a year. Cardinals-Blue Jays, that's only going to happen once unless uh, this is the World Series. And so this is another fun matchup that we've got in the first half of this week. Cardinals and Blue Jays getting together. Jose Barrios taking the ball for Toronto. Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals. I like the over in this game. Uh, You know, Jose Barrios just... Things aren't, things aren't necessarily going his way this season, and I think this is really the pitcher he is. Uh, we've talked about this a few times on the show. We certainly have talked about it on our fantasy baseball offerings here at The Athletic. Jose Barrios, uh, a totally fine pitcher, a guy who uh, can win some big games for you, but the ace ceiling that he came into the majors with when he broke through with Minnesota – It's not happening. If it was going to happen, we would have seen, not only would it have happened by now, we would have at least seen signs of it happening years ago, and he just hasn't quite punched through that ceiling and gotten to that level. He is a great two- But he is not really a true ace. And now going up uh, against a St. Louis lineup that is really starting to put things together. uh, They finally said when on Nolan Gorman. Got him up from the minors and got him into the lineup over the weekend. They just couldn't keep getting nothing out of the middle infield. So now you've got Nolan Gorman in there. He's going to be having a prime spot in the lineup every day. Paul Goldschmidt doing his thing once again, as we expect from him. This uh, this could be a very dangerous lineup, and we can say the same for Toronto, going up against Miles Michaelis, a guy who has had a very nice start to the season, but a soft tosser against this Toronto lineup that you know, I mean, you know, Nick, these guys are not going to stay down for as long as they have. I mean, who's playing the expectations in that Toronto lineup? George Springer? Maybe Maybe Vlad, but probably not even him. Bo Bichette struggling over these first seven weeks of the season. Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel. These guys are going to get going. They are all too good to be hitting this poorly all season. At seven and a half, this is a friendly line for me here. Minus 105 is the price on it. I think we see some offense in the first game of Cardinals-Blue Jays.
1: There's a tendency sometimes for people to think that, like, well, the Cardinals scored 18 runs on Sunday. They, they used up all their offense. Like, they, they don't have any more offense. To, and it's not how it works. That's why you take batting practice, to feel good. Uh, Sundays, they're, they're 18 spot on the Pirates on Sunday. And I know it was the Pirates, but... Uh, you feel re- hitters feel really good coming out. They don't yeah. care what pitcher they were hitting it off of. They just, it, it makes them feel really good. You, that's just a, that's like a B12 shot of confidence
0: <laughs> to no a hitter. In that game either. Right. Not exactly. The, and so, a you know, day off on a Sunday. And, and
1: they're, you, they're, whatever whatever they were feeling in that game, it carries over. it makes it just makes you feel really good as a hitter. It makes you it gives you a lot of confidence in the swing. It, may, it just seems like everything come together. Uh, I, it will carry over, I think offensively for the Cardinals.
0: All right, Nick. So not every series can be one of these series we're talking about. Diamondbacks and Royals maybe doesn't quite get the juices flowing in a way Mets Giants or Brewers Padres does, but it is a baseball series that is happening this week. Zach Davies takes the mound for the Diamondbacks. Zach Grinke takes the mound for the Royals. Diamondbacks minus 115 on the money line, and the Royals are sitting at minus one hundred and five, so slight favorites on the road with Zach Grinky taking, or slight underdogs, excuse me, on the road with Zach Grinky taking the mound. What are you liking in this one?
1: You know, essentially though, you know, essentially like a neutral environment in this game. It's a toss up. It's a toss up game. The line kind of shows that the, you know, the 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 Diamondbacks is the home team are are minus one fifteen, and the Royals are minus one hundred and five. It, I think, you know, Royals straight up in this game behind Zach Grinke. Uh, I mean, it's essentially a straight up bet. I think there's a, I I think they can do really well in this game. Don't worry. You know, you don't have to worry about what happens run wise. Um, if he gives, if he gives the Royals five or six innings, uh, I think, I think that the Royals are in a good place here, even if they have to eke it out in a weird way. I think there's just like a weird fun. It's, I I feel like this is kind of like a, uh, like a Mountain West night game, kind of <laughs> on the baseball schedule. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of fun in this game, especially
0: especially with Zach Greinke in the mound. I'm going to uh, wrap things up here for us with a uh, with a quick little parlay. There are three teams I'm looking at as big favorites. Uh, the, I'm, I'm just going to read them in order of how I like them. Let's start with Astros against uh, the Guardians. Luis Garcia taking the mound for the Astros. They're minus 200. It should be a pretty comfortable game for them with the way that uh, Luis Garcia has thrown the ball this year. Zach Plisek opposing him for the Guardians. Then that game I referenced a little earlier, Yankees and Orioles. Minus 300, a ridiculous price to want to pay, but it's a nice way to juice up a parlay with Garrett Cole at home, the way the Yankees are swinging the bats, playing the Orioles, Jordan Lyles on the mound for Baltimore. This is a game that should be Yankees, minus 300. It's not bettable at minus 300, but if you can find a way to throw it into some of these pars, then you feel pretty good. The one I'm sort of iffy on, but I will probably throw into so that's one I, I like the two team, Astros and Yankees. I think there's a third one you can get at here. And that's the Dodgers in DC taking on the Nationals. You've got Tyler Anderson pitching for uh what for LA, Joan Don taking the mound. For the Nats, the Dodgers sitting at minus 225, the Nats at plus 180. I like that one a little bit less than the Yankees and the Astros straight up. But then if you get all three of them in there, you're basically you're getting paid out at minus 104. So you're getting almost even money with three big, big favorites, three teams that, frankly, should take care of business. Obviously, baseball is baseball and things could go awry for any of them. Uh, But these are teams that are going to win these series, I think, pretty comfortably. And so I feel good about them getting off to good starts in the openers of these series. Give me the Dodgers. Give me the Astros. Give me the Yankees. Let's roll them all up and put them together and have some fun on Monday night. I
1: would swap out the Astros for the Twins in that parlay. I think the Twins against okay. the, uh, the Tigers are, are a very good bet, uh, which makes me just wonder maybe uh, we should get wild and just go for a 14. Because <laughs> you, you talked me into the Astros too, so uh, why not start the week off right. and get nuts?
0: get nuts. Chris Archer against Elvin Rodriguez in that Tigers-Twins matchup, and uh, Archer in the Twins minus 200, Tigers plus 165. It's one I looked at as well, but uh, decided to go with the other three, but those are some of the big favorites on the board on Monday night, so find ways to uh, get them together, maybe juice up some of these bets. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening. For Nick, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.